building a company from nothing is freaking hard. Us entrepreneurs are expected to deal with unimaginable challenges and somehow keep a cool head through it all. This is The Art of Entrepreneurship, and I'm your host, Jackie Hermes. I grew my company, Excelity, from zero to seven figures with no partners and no funding. The Art of Entrepreneurship is a show where we cut through the BS and dig into what it actually takes to start and grow a company. If you give me your time, I promise it won't be wasted. Now let's get to work. Hello and welcome back to The Art of Entrepreneurship. Today I am a sickie, so I probably do not sound like myself, but I wanted to record this episode because it is a topic that is timely. It's something that I'm dealing with right now and I was feeling passionate about it. So I got my butt out of bed just to come and talk to you. Today's topic is indecision is a decision. And I want to talk about how standing still can kill your company. I think we've all we've all been here before in a situation where we have analyzed so much that we have paralyzed ourselves. Analysis paralysis, aptly named. Um, where we're kicking a decision down the road so that we don't have to make it right now. And this is the problem. Not making a decision actually is a decision. It's a decision to not act, and it really can kill your business. This is why. When you don't make a decision and you don't communicate about why you are or are not making a decision, people then make up stories in their own minds. They jump to conclusions about why you're not making a decision. They make their own assumptions. And usually they're wrong. Usually when you assume something, you're wrong. Someone can spin up an elaborate story in their mind about something when in reality it might just be not a priority for you right now or maybe you're scared to make a choice. There are a lot of things that can happen that can really make indecision a killer of your business. I have seen firsthand that indecision can crush a company culture. This has happened to me a few times where I needed to make some changes within the team. I needed to have hard conversations, eventually discipline people or put them on pips. And I've dragged my feet because I was scared. It didn't feel like I was scared necessarily at the time, but in reality and in hindsight looking at the situation, I was definitely scared. Indecision in these scenarios hurts you I guess in two ways. One, it can be harmful to the company culture because you're letting these people stick around and by letting them stick around, you're showing the rest of the team what is acceptable and what you'll support. And two, it can also harm the person that you're dragging through the discipline process because they're not clear on what's happening and whether or not they're meeting expectations either. And so really these situations, especially around personnel where you're not making decisions are good for no one except for you because you get to play into your own fears and, you know, not make the decision. Indecision can really hurt your company's growth as well. There are a lot of things that companies need to do, that founders and CEOs need to do that aren't exactly urgent, but they are important and they often get pushed aside by the urgent. This is stuff like getting a solid messaging and marketing plan in place. I fight against this all the freaking time, selling my agency service, because it's important to have the right message for your audience. It's important to have a website that speaks clearly and marketing to fuel your growth, but it can feel more productive to be chasing down every little fire and customer issue. Then you become a firefighter. Chasing fires and operating based on urgency is a total killer of your business because you never get around to the things that are important. Now, 
I know I gave marketing as the example, easy for me to say as the agency owner, but there are a lot of things that are important but not urgent, like working on the foundation of your company, like hiring, like training people. Training people appropriately is not urgent, but it is extremely important. The third thing that I wanted to call out is that perfectionism is also a form of indecision. There are a lot of people that I know, and I've been this person too, that want things to be quote unquote perfect and that's perfect in their own mind. And a lot of times the people around them don't even know what that means. And therefore they will wait and wait and wait to launch something until it is 1000% ready to go. Aiming for perfection does not serve you or your company, and it can be a form of procrastination and indecision. And when you're doing this, you're just stalling your own success. Whenever I review something, like if some materials or a blog or an update to the website or whatever come my way, I always tell myself, no one notices that last little 5% of changes that you make except for you. Make sure it's grammatically correct targeted correctly, it's compelling, and ship it. There is no need to aim for perfection. Now let's talk a little bit about how to get better at making decisions. I think the first thing that you have to do is understand what your ultimate goal is. Like, why are you even entertaining making a decision in this area? What are you hoping to achieve? And how do you know what the result of the decision you're making will be? That's part of your responsibility in making a decision is thinking all the way through all the scenarios that could happen as a result of your decision and making sure that most of the decisions or at least 51% of the result of your decisions are going to end in the way that you want them to. Next is setting a deadline to make a decision. So within a certain time frame, you are going to make a decision with the information that you have on hand, period. No exceptions. That doesn't mean that you're going to turn around and say, oh, I didn't get around to it and give yourself more time. If you have a deadline and you've told others, I will make a decision by this date, then you have accountability partners to hold you to the decision that you are going to make. I think a lot of executives and CEOs try to do this, and then when it comes down to it, they say, oh, I didn't have time, and they kick the can down the road further, and no one's really holding them accountable because of their position. Make sure you have an accountability partner and someone that's going to force you to make a decision if you can't do it on your own. Next is determine what your process is for decision making. So who do you ask for advice? And let me note that this can't be 20 freaking people every time you make a decision. I know some people that they need to ask their board, they need to ask their executives, they need to ask their mentors, they need to ask their friends, they need to talk to their mom. You don't have to talk to all of those people unless you're making a really big, huge decision, one that is investing a ton of money. You don't have to solicit advice from every single person that you know. Actually, I'm going to talk about that on Wednesday's episode, so make sure you tune in. The other part of determining your process is how do you research? What sources do you use? How long are you going to research for? Just putting a loose process in place for decision making really helps. So for example, for me, I usually talk to my leadership team and my business coach, and I might talk to my my dad or my mom about 
big decisions, right? But a lot of the day-to-day decisions, I bounce it off my leadership team and we make them together. And that, you know, allows us to move a little bit faster because we're not soliciting advice from a bunch of different people. Two more notes on how to make better decisions. Number four is stop dwelling on tiny choices. Like, Get a process and use it for larger choices, but please stop taking so much time to make small choices. Somehow we've all gotten to this place where we're cool going out and spending a bunch of money on brunch and mimosas or dinner, but we will waffle for weeks back and forth about spending the same amount of money on a shirt. It's just silly. It's honestly insane. And I do the same thing. The more you can reduce your day-to-day decisions, the better. So for example, if you work at home, have a set place that you work and a time that you want to be there. You can pick out what you're wearing the day before. I see my husband every night lays out his workout clothes because he gets up and works out right away. So he doesn't even have to like rummage around for them. He just has them right there and puts them on. Have a set schedule. Have your to-do list and the things that you want to get done. Have a filter that you use to make other decisions. So here's an example of one of mine. I'm asked to appear on plenty of podcasts. Ooh, I'm so awesome. But (laughs) um, I filter by how long the podcast has been around. Like I try not to appear on them when they're just launching. Because a lot of people try to launch podcasts and then abandon them. It's not exactly the easiest process to keep up with. Um, So unless it's like a good friend or someone I know, I usually don't appear when they're just launching. I look at how many reviews they have and what kind of guests that they've had and what they do to promote it. Essentially, you know, if I'm going to give my time by being on the podcast, what will I get out of it and how can I help them? So that's how I filter my podcast decisions. And I think you can set up these filters for a lot of the decisions that you make. Okay, last but maybe most importantly is don't let your emotions make decisions for you. We all as leaders have to be self-aware enough that we know when our emotions start creeping into our decisions. And when they do, it's time to table that decision until you are feeling less emotional. As leaders, it is our responsibility to make decisions in a way that is logical. This is not succession. We're not just firing people on a whim because we're sick of them. By the way, I totally love that show. But make sure that if you are feeling emotional, if you're feeling upset, or if you're feeling hurt or wronged, we don't make decisions at that time. That is a good time to rely on your mentors or friends or husband or whoever it may be to help kind of talk you down from that. Um, And also never send emails making decisions during these times either. It never ends well. I've been there. All right. To recap my sick ramblings, but that actually turned out pretty cohesive. I'm kind of proud of myself. Getting better at making decisions. One is understanding your ultimate goal. Two is setting a deadline to make a decision that you cannot move. Three is determining your process for decision making, especially with big decisions. Four, stop dwelling on tiny choices and set up systems to make your small decisions for you. And five, definitely don't let your emotions make decisions for you. Try to keep emotions out of it. All right, on Wednesday, we are going to be replaying an episode that is really, really tied to this on soliciting opinions on what good and bad advice looks like. So definitely tune in for that. It's a really early episode, so maybe you haven't heard it, but I didn't want to make you listen to me blab for another 15 minutes sick. (laughs) Not that I'm blabbing, but anyway. 
If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with one person. And thank you so much for tuning in. I will talk to you next time.